submit to you that all the things that God wants to do outwardly in your life is to prove to people that don't believe that he can do a work that's so much bigger on the inside of their life. There are people that need to know that God really saves, that there's hope for their humanity, that they're broken and lost and not too far away from God's grace. So he said, who can I bless? Who can I bring out of deformity? Who can I transform their life? And that will prove to other people that I am who I say I am. Is there anybody in the room that says, God, you can do it with me? Like, oh, y'all don't hear me. That I'll have the faith and I'll tell the testimony. Don't get it twisted. This is not a prosperity gospel. This is not a trick and a genie and a musician. When God does a miracle, it's so that people can get saved. Oh, God. So these haters are sitting here. So I need to give you another point if you're going to trade your faith. Trading faith has to hear the hate, but hold on to the hope. I've, I've, I've scoured the scriptures looking for, for, for him telling us what kind of condition this man is in. And it says that he was paralyzed, okay? Which leads me to believe that he still had his hearing. And what happens when you get to a place and you hear people talking about why what God said and done in your life isn't real. Why that the transformation that they don't have any proof of yet hasn't really taught, it ha hasn't really happened. And I'm thinking that this man is sitting here while they're going back and forth and saying, nobody's even consulted me about what I feel. Nobody's even asked me like, do I feel different? Do, do I feel anything? And this man is about to be faced with the same situation that you're going to be faced with when God tries to do a miracle in your life. There will be haters that come. And I don't like talking about haters because we give them too much credit. But there are some times where people were going to come that, let's not call them haters, let's call them people who do not have the same faith level as you. Because they can be in your family. <laughs> it can be people you love. It can be people you work with and you say, I feel like God's called me to step out and do this business. And they're like, you ain't got no business degree. In the moment where you're just getting your faith up enough, I think I'm going to start tithing. <laughs> Y'all saw how quiet it got right there. I think I'm going to start giving 10% of my income. Do you know how much you make? In, in the midst of haters, you're going to have to hold on to hope. And I don't know who you are in this building, but I almost didn't put this point in here, but the Holy Spirit arrested me and said, somebody needs to hear this. That as long as they're sitting in my presence, hope is here. Now listen to me. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want it fabricated. I don't, I don't want you just clapping. I need you to realize this is why it's so important that you get into the presence of God every day. Because that's where your hope is. This man is sitting in the presence of God with haters behind him and hope in front of him. And I know some of you are on a mat right now with haters behind you and hope in front of you. 
The doctor's report behind you and what Jesus said by his stripes, you're healed in front of you. With confusion and depression behind you and joy for the spirit of heaviness in front of you. And many times we choose to roll over and hang on to the hate. When God says, today I need you to hold on to the hope. And I speak this over your life right now. That there's some people in this room, prophetically, I'm speaking it over your life. That you are about to roll over and give up. That you are just about to believe what they said. But today in the presence of God, I want you to know that God is coming to give you hope. Hope for your situation. Hope for your family. Hope for your marriage. Somebody needs to pray. I feel this right now. Somebody was going to commit suicide. And I'm coming to speak hope to you right now. That there is hope for your situation. God came to bring hope to the hopeless. That's the news of the gospel. That he cares about what others don't care about. And in the midst of all the haters. In the midst of all the chatter. God is saying, I have hope for you. Somebody say hope. How do we know he's going to have to hold on to hope? Because now God's about to require him in front of everybody to trade his trust. What do you mean, Pastor Mike? Jesus said, I'm, I'm about to prove it to all y'all. And then he turns to the paralyzed man on the mat. And look what he says. He says, I know you ain't never done this before. What I'm about to tell you is going to sound absolutely crazy. You ready? Stand up. Pick up your mat and go home. Now, it's funny how people are like clapping right now because we know the end of the story. He was paralyzed. Never done this before. Never been here before. Never, never, never seen these waters before. And now Jesus gives him an instruction and says, do what you've never done. Stand up. Now, can we be real for a second? Jerome is probably thinking, this fool done lost his mind. He probably looked up to where he used to put his trust and say, look what y'all got me into. Look, I should have just stayed at home because this fool, the son of God, talking about stand up and walk. Does he not see how broken my family was? Does he not see how depressed I am? Does he not see how many times I've been rejected? Does he not see that I've never had anybody believe in me? Does he not see that I've never been chosen in my life? Does he not see that I am unqualified and unfit for what he's asked me to do? Just like many of us in this room. When God calls us to do something that we've never been qualified to do. That we've been too paralyzed and disabled to do in the past. That we've been so broke up by what has happened. Ah. 
that we don't even think that it makes sense for God to even ask us. But if you're practically going to go from lazy faith to crazy faith, write this down. Stand up. What does stand up mean? Trust. At this moment, the paralyzed man, to make one move from here, to even try, he has to trust. It takes trust to even try. So many of you want the outcome, but God just wants you to try. So many of you will sit here and convince God and everybody else why it can't happen, and you never even try. So to go from lazy faith to crazy faith, you're gonna have to say it, try. And when you try, it shows where your trust is. So I bet this man, he hears this instruction and it sounds something like Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. This don't make sense. I was carried here. I was dropped here. I've been living fine here. But what got me here I'm going to have to trade it if I'm ever going to go there. So he's got to do something crazy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he said, he's going to direct your path. Trust me. And today I just feel from the balcony of heaven, God speaking to somebody that's watching online or in this room right now. And he's saying that thing that you've been just going crazy about. Trust me. Just trust me. I got you. I got it. Uh, you ever heard the whole the song? I got the whole world in it. He's got the whole world. He got the whole world. He got the whole world in his hand. Then it goes on, second verse. He got you and me, brother. He got my weave and my kids. He got my car and my bills. He got the whole world in his hands. He got my attitude and my man. He got my house and all my kids. He got my family and them crazy people that keep it. No, I'm just like, like, like. But the truth is that he has the whole world in his hand so you don't think he's got you the stars are held up by his words the oceans only go so far because he split water and sand the moon and the sun rotate every on a word he spoke one time and you're sitting here thinking that he can't take you there But you're gonna have to trust him. Somebody say trust him. So if you're practically gonna go from lazy faith to crazy faith, you're gonna have to trust him. Look at the second instruction he tells you. He says, stand up, and then he says, pick up your mat. Hold up. Hold up. This is my mat. And I don't know what your mat is. I'm not gonna speak on it, but you know what it is. 
You know that thing you always go to. You know that thing that helps you be paralyzed, that helps you make excuses. You know that thing that you lay on all the time and you're able to see your mess in it, but it just feels real good to stay there. He said, if you're going to see this miracle, you can't leave your excuses where they've been. He said, you're going to have to trust me. Sometimes it's going to look crazy to other people because you've never done it before. And, and, and people might talk about you, but what they don't know is even in your trying, it's a miracle. <laughs> you've never done it before. You've never, you've never used this part of your life before. You've never spoken in faith and it came to pass. But even in your craziness, it's still a miracle. And some of y'all are about to come into a place where it doesn't matter what other people think it looks like. You're going to stand up. Somebody shout at me, stand up. Yeah. I think that also was Prophet Ludacris who said, <laughs> never mind, y'all too safe for that. <laughs> but look at the second instruction. He said, pick up. Why would he tell you to pick up your mat? Because your mat is your testimony. See, when I roll this up, and the problem is there's too many Christians who've thrown their mat away. There's too many believers that used to be hoes in the club, and now you got, <laughs> and now you got saved, and now you're clean, and you judge people who were just like you used to be. But God said, I'm looking for a church that don't throw their testimony away that'll roll it up and will stand up and walk with it. That when you walk into the boardroom, you walk in there, yeah, I used to be it, but by the blood of the light and the words of my testimony, this used to be me. But look at me now. I dare you, if you're going to keep your testimony, to give God a shout of praise. presence of God that's what we try to do we try to tell people just leave it at the altar don't take it out of here no I'm not taking the habits with me but I gotta take the story with me because revelations tells me that we overcome him that's the enemy that's gonna try to come back and remind us of who we used to be we overcome him by the blood of the lamb that's what Jesus did but the words of our testimony and I'm just I'm just convinced that the church has become too PG with your testimony you don't want to let your kids know who you used to be what you're doing is you're setting them up to repeat what you, you see them same tendencies in them right now and you don't know how to talk to them because you won't share with them what you actually been through. But I dare you to say in this place that I will not keep 
my testimony quiet another day of my life. That's why I get up here every week and tell you that I struggle. What I struggle with? How you know that? Because I carry my it don't matter how many Instagram followers. It don't matter if we buy the BOK Center. It doesn't matter if I'm multi-millions all around the world. I bet you one thing I'll have with me is my testimony. Listen, don't miss this message trying to get home fast. You might miss the moment that God's trying to help you walk free. Sit down. I got five minutes. Look at the instructions. How we practically trade where our faith has been to putting our faith in Jesus. He says, stand up. Pick up your mat. Stand up is trust. Pick up your mat is testimony. And then look what he says. I thought he was going to say like, turn up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't never walked before, like, oh, like, oh, like, I thought he was going to say, like, celebrate, party. But look what he says. Go home. Huh? I've never ridden a bike before. Never taken a jog. Never walked into a store. Like, I want to use this moment for me. This should be a me moment. Like, God's healed me. I have activity of my limbs for the first time. This should be the moment where I can be selfish and do something for me. And God said to him, I want you to go home because that's the place that there will be more people who knew who you used to be. And my plan is never to do a miracle and it stops with you. He said, so if you just walk, you ain't even got to say nothing. If you just hold your testimony, you were carried out that morning. But you're going to walk back in this evening. Now, I don't know how he was walking, but I... Like, I, I don't know. But go home, write this T word down. It's transformation. See, if you would trust God... To do the crazy thing pick up your testimony in your mat and not put it down and go home it'll produce transformation see it's in the times when you go back to the job this week the one you've been praying for God to let you out of that he said today you got the keys trust me I got your future and take your testimony tomorrow when you get into and to work, come in with a great at at attitude and say, yo, I had the best week ever. And they're like, oh my gosh, you went to the club. What happened? And you're going to say, yo, I went to church and some things got exposed in my heart and I let God deal with me. And today, all the things that I've been carrying and putting my trust in, I've switched. I've traded. I'm feeling better. I took off the heavy load and I gave him my burdens and they're gonna be like wow what church do you go to 
Transformation Church. Why are you so excited about that? It's because I know who I used to be. And matter of fact, to everybody in the coffee lounge right now, I want to apologize for my attitude since you've known me. See, transformation makes you do things different. See, some of y'all right now and be like, it don't take all that. They'll just see my transformation. And God says, has your heart been humbled yet? Have you really changed? Or do you want to just pick some stuff up? When you go back and you ask for forgiveness, when you stand up in the place that an hour ago you cussed everybody out and say, y'all, God's changed my heart. Transformation happens. He sent him back home because that's the place where his testimony would have the greatest impact. But it all happened because he traded who he trusted in. He didn't trust in the people who got him there. He trusted in the one who could take him to where he called him to be. And my question today is, who's your trust in? And if it's not in God, I'm asking you to trade it. Today, this message called trading faith is just a challenge for you to take your trust out of everything that is not like God and put it into the only one that not just can heal you, but actually make you whole. No more medication. We don't want lazy faith. We want crazy faith so that we can have a miracle. Can I show you something? Most of us in our life are here. Everybody say, I am here. And I don't know where that is for you, but it's been the grace of God that got you here. But what you're going to have to do now is put a T on here because here's not going to take you. So when you put the T on it, that means you have to start trusting. How you go from here to there is you start trusting how do you go from here to there you trade all your sorrows all your pain all your frustration and then how do you go from here to there you take your testimony every one of you has one some of them are ugly and then for the people who don't got crazy testimonies don't try to make your testimony R-rated so that you can be like somebody else. Thank God for the grace that was over your life. There's so many people who's like, well, it's not as good as theirs. Like, I wasn't a crack addict who almost died and almost killed myself. And at the end of the moment, there was this bungee cord. Like, don't. Like, I lived pretty good, but I didn't know Jesus. When I was 28, I came into a loving relationship. That's all. You were devastated without Jesus. And that's your testimony. And how do you go from here to there? You take what God's doing in your life. And you don't make it about you, but you make it about transformation for somebody else. I believe Transformation Church has been called to go from here to there but it's gonna take us trading our trust.
and have, having the faith to do that. I don't know what you're laying in right now. But the people who prayed for you to get here, they're not the ones that you can look to anymore. You have to go to the only one who can heal you and make you whole. I want to pray for every person under the sound of my voice. If this message applies to you in any way, would you just stand all over this building? Even in your living room right now, I know it seems weird, but I just want you to stand. You don't have to stand. And then could you do me one more favor? Just lift your hands. I believe God is coming right in this moment to speak to you. And I promise we will be out of here in the next four minutes. But I need to do this moment right now. Father, I thank you for every person that is under the sound of my voice. That today we are trading faith. We're taking our faith out of everything, Father God, that can't produce the miracle. And we're putting our faith in you. Father, forgive us for having lazy faith in some areas. Forgive us, Father God, for literally trusting more in our job, in our husband, in our spouse, Father God. Forgive us for trusting in our friends and our connections and our networking. Father, today we are trading faith and we're putting our trust in you. We'll roll up our mat and tell our testimony. And Father God, we'll know that this is not just for us. This is for transformation for other people. God, mobilize an army that will be paralyzed in one season and will walk free in another one. God, today, only in your presence can we be healed, changed, and made whole. I'm declaring that lazy faith is dead in our lives. Ah. Come on, just say no more lazy. Today we're walking in the crazy faith. And I declare, Father God, that more people are going to be saved from this group of people embracing what you are doing in our lives right now. And we thank you that it changes now. And we will walk out of here differently. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, I agree. agree. And if you're in this room right now with your head bowed and your eyes still closed or you're watching online and you've never accepted Jesus, I want to give you the opportunity. It's the thing that took me, let me pull out my mat, from being uh, addicted to pornography, a bad person on the inside. It took me from, from, from literally, mm, from literally having plans that did not go f- for the purpose God had for my life and brought me into a place not of perfection but of progression. And today, if you're tired of being in control of your own life, today I want to give you the opportunity to trade your faith and put it in Jesus Christ. If you're in this room and you're saying, Pastor, include me in this prayer you're about to do. I want to give my life fully and totally over to Jesus Christ. If you're in this room, I see hands going up already. On the count of three, lift your hands and I want to pray with you. One, I see you. Two, three, hands lifted all over this building. Y'all, there are tons of people in this room and even more online. Now we're family and we don't pray alone. So I want us to pray together. Everybody out loud, say, God, thank you for sending Jesus just for me. Today, I put my faith, I trade my faith, and I put it in you. Change me, renew me, transform me. I'm yours because of what Jesus did just for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate with the dozens of people? Oh, come on.